Today's shiur begins at the beginning of the new parak, the eighth parak Koinim Yayin of Maseches Nedorim. So we begin at the Mishnah, Koinim Yayin Shani Toyin. A person takes upon himself a vow, using the konam expression, that he will not partake of wine, and he mentions hayom. As you can see in the Mishnah, there are several examples. They're noted, Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Dalit, Hay. Just scan down and you'll see different examples by way of time. So in the first example, he says, I am not going to partake of wine hayom. What does that mean when you say today? The restriction applies only until darkness. At the end of the day, meaning at sundown, that is the end of the day. The new day begins with the appearance of three stars, which we learn from the Psukim in the Torah, which says, Vahi Erev, Vahi Bokir. The day begins at Erev, at the night, hence, when he says, I am prohibiting myself from wine, Hayom, today, the end of the day is with the upcoming of the evening. If he says Shabbos Zu, the word Shabbos in the Shas you'll find very often is a reference to a week. So he says, this week, Osur B'chol HaShabbos, the Shabbos Lisha'ovar. So let us say, for example, he is vowing on a Tuesday, and he says, I prohibit myself from consuming wine, I self-imposed prohibition. And he says, this week, Shabbos Zu, the vow will last until the end of the week Shabbos. In other words, if he's vowing on Tuesday, so the wine will be prohibited to him Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And including Shabbos, Shabbos, the Shofar means that Shabbos at the end of the week goes with the previous days. Chodesh Zeh, he vows to prohibit himself from uh, wine this month. So he's also, he cannot partake of wine for the month, for the balance of the month. However, Rosh Chodesh, the, uh, the day on which we commemorate the new month, that is part of the next month. That's Lehabo. In contrast to the word Lisha'ovar that we saw the line before, Labo means it is connected with the next month. So when Rosh Chodesh arrives, he is not prohibited. That might, that might sound obvious. The Gemara will deal with that. A person vows, and he says, Shona Zu, this year, the Rosh Hashanah Le'usid Lovoi. When Rosh Hashanah comes, so the, what we, that holiday that we celebrate as the new year, that is attached with the next year. Hence, he would not be prohibited in drinking wine on Rosh Hashanah. Shavua Zeh, the term Shavua in this context is a reference to a group of seven years the sabbatical, the Shemitah cycle. So he prohibits himself from consuming wine. Shavua Zeh. Osir b'chol ha-shavua u-shviyas sh'ovra. So he's prohibited during the balance of that, of the sabbatical unit. And the sabbatical year, the Shemitah year, which is called Shviyas, that too is included. It goes along with the past years. The Im Omar, if he vowed Yoim Echad, 
he uh, imposed upon himself a restriction not to consume wine, yoim echad. Notice, this expression is different than the uh, term hayom that you saw at the first line of the Mishnah. It says yom echad, or shabos achas, chodesh echad, shono achas, shavua echad. The result of vowing in that form, osur miyoim liyom. It becomes a vow that is binding from the date on which he took the vow till the next time that date appears. For example, um, the case of Yom Echad basically would mean he's prohibited for 24 hours. That if he vowed 10 in the morning on Monday and he said Yom Echad, so he will be prohibited till 10 in the morning on Tuesday. If he vowed on a Monday at 3 p.m. and he said Shabbos Achas, so he will be prohibited till Monday, 3 p.m., one week later. And so on and so forth with the examples. A new uh, set of uh, times and vows. A person says, Ad HaPesach. Osur Ad Shiagia. The term Ad HaPesach, until Pesach means that whatever he is restricting himself, if he's restricting himself in drinking wine, and he says Ad HaPesach, it means until the arrival of Pesach, until it comes. Ad Shiehe, if he says, Ad she using that expression, Ad Shiehe, also Ad Shiehe, if he says Ad Shiehe HaPesach, it means until the passage of Pesach. In other words, a vow will be binding on him throughout the entire holiday of Pesach as well. If he says, Ad Penei HaPesach, this is a third expression. Uh, here you have a machlokas, Tanem Rabbi Meir Omer Osr Ad Sheyagiyah, that Ad Penei means you'll be prohibited until it arrives, and Rabbi Yossi Omer Ad Osr Ad Sheyetzei, a longer period of time, you'll be prohibited until Pesach concludes, until it passes. And now we uh, arrive at the Gemara, and we reflect upon the Opening example, Koinim Yain Shenitoyim. The Gemara quotes that. Koinim Yain Shenitoyim, Hayom, Ha'enu Osu Elo Ad Shetechshach. He is uh, prohibited until, uh, just until darkness. Now, Rabbiumia introduces a stringency. When darkness sets in, he has to go through, on a procedural basis, the rescinding of the vow through approaching a Torah sage who will absolve him of the vow. Now, you're probably asking, but the vow anyway ended, expired automatically upon darkness. What is Rav insisting on? Why does he say that you need to have the vow absolved? And the Gemara answers, My time Omer of Yosef, Gezeiro Hayom, Mishum Yom Echad. We are worried that people will confuse things. A vow in which he says Hayom, so we know that it ends at darkness. However, a vow, and we saw this in the Mishnah, if he says, Yom Echad, that doesn't end at darkness. If he took the vow at 10 in the morning on Monday, he's prohibited until 10 in the morning on Tuesday. 
However, he might think that just like the vow of Hayom ends at darkness, a vow of Yom Echad also ends at darkness. And that would be a mistake. Let us take a look at the Rashi. The Rashi we're looking at together is around six lines from the bottom. Rabbi Yirmiya says that when darkness comes after having vowed, he has to approach a sage for absolution of the vow. In order to create something recognizable. What do we and what's the purpose of creating something recognizable? In other words, truth is you don't need to have it absolved by letter of the law, but we want you anyway to do this. If we leave things at the letter of the law and say that, well, when darkness arrives, that's the end of the day, and now you can drink wine, osu lemeimar nami, people will come to say, likewise, kinodar yoyim echad hayoyim. If he vowed not to drink wine yom echad, and he's vowing in the middle of the day, <coughs> that he can start drinking wine anew upon darkness. And in truth, he is not allowed until the passage of 24 hours. And therefore, we insist when you take a vow that prohibits you from drinking uh, for uh, the day, you have to absolve it with a sage. And since you're approaching the sage, the Chocham will ask you, well, what was the text of your vow? How did you phrase the vow? And you won't come to the violation of a vow. In other words, at the end of the day, you're going to consult with a Chocham, you're going to seek his absolution, and he'll ask you, what was the, uh, the, the text of your vow, and if you say, Hayom, so say, okay, you're free of your vow. But, at that very moment, he might discover that you said, Yom Echad, and he'll put you on the right track and say, hey, you know, you can't drink wine yet. You have to wait till the same time tomorrow that you had vowed yesterday concerning the wine. So this recommendation or this requirement of Rabbi Yirmiya will prevent, will protect the of the uh, the vower from violating a vow. You notice that we have a trapezoid marking around Rav Yosef on the side of the Gemara under the Nosei, Mivneh heading. The Nosei is the topic, and Mivneh the structural one. We just began the topic, but the marking that you see is Hezbeirim Ledinsho Rav these are explanations for why Rav Yirmi requires the She'elo L'chocham upon nightfall. The Mishinodar Lo Lishtos Yayin Hayom, one who vowed not to drink wine Hayom today, Afapi even though it's technically speaking Mutu from to start drinking, to resume drinking upon nightfall, Mikomokom Boy She'elo L'chocham, he nevertheless requires this. And the uh, absolution with the Chocham, Rav Yosef gave us one explanation. Namely, that this will prevent a person who might have vowed from stumbling through the resumption of wine consumption upon nightfall. Omar, we continue now at the top of Omid Bey's Omar Lei Abaye Ihochi If that be the case, that it's Xera of Hayom in anticipation of someone having said Yom Echad, Ligzor B'Yom Echad, Mishum Hayom. 
So there should be a requirement that one who vowed, using the Yom Echod term, that he should be prohibited from drinking uh, until nightfall of the next day. In other words, it will be more than 24 hours. Even though the Yom Echad vow, if you took a vow at 10 in the morning on Monday, you can resume drinking of wine 10 in the morning of Tuesday. But, you know, we should tell him that you ought to hold off until nightfall in anticipation of someone who might have vowed a Hayom vow, who had uh, who is required to wait till nightfall, so as not to stumble in that case where if you have someone who said Yom Echad uh, stopping at the technically permitted time, 10, p- 10 a.m. Tuesday morning, in our example, where he vowed 10 a.m. Monday morning, if we have him stopping then, you can have a guy that took a vow uh, using Hayom at uh, 10 a.m. and think that when noontime comes, he can resume drinking, just like in the in the uh, guy who said Yom Echad, he resumes drinking during the daytime. You can see this explanation in the Rashi. We'll learn it together. Top line: Yom Echad, a person who vowed the Yom Echad type vow, which was a 24-hour vow. Let us prohibit him from resumption of wine consumption until nightfall of that next day, which will be more than 24 hours from the time he took the vow. Mishum Hayom, in anticipation of someone who would vow using the Hayom term. If you say that a Yom Echad person is prohibited for the 24 hour period and not anymore, you'll come to allow a guy who vows at at, uh, at 10 a.m. in the morning using the Hayom expression. I'll see the Mishti. He'll come to start re- resumption of drinking at 12. When in fact he is Aser until darkfall. The Gemara answers Omar Lay. Rav Yosef answers Hayom Beyom Echad Michlef. People who vowed Hayom uh, will, conf- will confuse it with. Yom Echad. We look in the Rashi, Omar Le Rav Yosef, Hayom, Yom Echad, Michlafti, Shoris, Hayom, Nechashetechshach, below Sheila, if we allow the Hayom people to resume at nightfall, which is actually letter of law correct, but do so without a um, uh, consultation with a Chacham, without absol- uh, absolution from a Chacham. Michlif Osila Mishri, people will come to confuse and say, Yoim Echad, Mishetechshach, that a person who vowed uh, at 10 in the morning on Monday saying, I won't drink wine for Yom Echad, he'll come, he'll resume drinking at nightfall. The Savar, Yoksa, Osa, Yom Shenodabo, the day ended, the day that I vowed, on which I vowed, finished. Kamo came, for who ain't no mutter elomes lace. So that that is something to really worry about. That if you allow a person who said Hayom to resume at nightfall without a Sheilas Chacham, a guy who says Yom Echad will also resume at nightfall, and that's a real mistake. That's a real... Michlef means a, a, a confusion. He'll confuse one with the other. However, Yom Echad Behayom Lo Michlef. 
The other way, the other way around, people won't make mistakes. And here we look at Rashi again. That when you vowed Yom Echad, you are forbidden for 24 hours and you don't have to wait till the evening. Uh, meaning, you don't have to wait any more than 24 hours. The lo asi lemishri bihayom mechatsi yom veelech. By our allowing a yom echod vower to resume drinking 24 hours later, at an hour example 10 a.m. on Tuesday morning, that's not going to lead to someone who vowed using the hayom expression who vows at some time in the morning to resume drinking at noontime. You don't have to worry about that. In that case, the day hasn't finished. Anyone who, who uses the term Hayom will know that he's not going to resume drinking at midday. The day hasn't finished. And because of this, a person who had vowed using the Yom Echod term he doesn't need at the end of his 24 hours to seek absolution. So as to prevent a case of someone who said Hayom from resuming drinking at midday on. You don't have to worry about that situation. In that case, where a person vowed in the morning hours using the term Hayom, he's not going to come to resume drinking at noontime. The day hasn't even finished. He knows that it's usher for him to resume until nightfall. Let's continue in the Gemara. Omar Ravina. Now you see a new volcano shape. And there's a second, a base indicating a second explanation for the Ravirmiya ruling. Omar Li Meremar. So Ravina tells us that Meremar had told him, Hachi Omar Avuch Mishmeid Rav Yosef. Thusly says your father, in the name of Rav Yosef, there might be Gersos to take out Yosef, and it would be Mishmei Darav. This would be a little more convenient for us, so that we don't have, let's say, a split opinion as to what Rav Yosef actually says. So thusly, it was said in the name of Rav, Keman Azla Shmaitzid Rav Barabo. Rav Barabo's ruling about seeking absolution at the conclusion of the of the day is really based on Rabbi Noson's uh, teaching and Rabbi Noson's attitude toward vows in general. Why does Rabbi Yirmiya impose this stringency upon someone who took the vow? Well, you'll see. The, the Sanya, uh, Rabbi Noson, Omer Kolhan, anyone who vows is looked upon negatively. It's as if he built a forbidden altar. And one who fulfills a vow, that's even worse, so to speak. Uh, of course, if you made a vow, you better fulfill it, but it's, the whole thing is negative. The fulfillment is, is, is as if you offered a sacrifice on the, on the forbidden altar. So as Rashi says, Rav Yumiya's requirement of seeking absolution uh, of the vow and that it's not automatically released is a chumrah to show that he uh, did not do a proper thing in making the vow at, in the first place. 
the Rashi adds Kerebi Nason Hilkoch Tzorch Shelo Lechacham Dehoyel Ve'Ovad Isura. Since you did something wrong by making the vow in the first place, Machmarina Nole, we impose a stringency upon you. Ve'Ein Marin Lo Shikim Nidro Miatzma, and we don't let you feel as if you fulfilled the vow on your own. Elo Kishe Yatiru Lo Es Nidro. That the absolute uh, release from the vow is only through the absolution through a chocham. Shom gzera, and this approach is in opposition to the previous approach, the Rav Yosef number A Aleph approach, who said it's because of a gzera. The Ravino lo svira le Rav Yosef, and this is why I suggested before in the Yirsa on the fourth line from the top of the Gemara, maybe we should just leave out the, the Yosef name and read it as Mishmei the Rav, where, where as Rashi says here, Ravino doesn't hold from Rav Yosef. Here Rashi is elaborating on why specifically over here we will impose this uh, stringency. Uh, but for our purposes, by merely understanding that Rav Yirmiyah is based on Rav Nosson, so we have achieved the uh, understanding of what the Gemara wants in the Ravino Bay's explanation. Shabbos Zu Osir Bechola Shabbos Kula, if a person vowed not to drink wine, Shabbos Zu, so he's forbidden for the whole week. Well, the Gemara says, Pshita that's obvious, that's what his vow was. So, Mahu Detema Yoime de Shabbat Komar, you might have thought that the vow is simply the weekdays, but not including Shabbos itself. Komash Malon, the Mishnah reveals in this teaching when it says Shabazu, also Bechal Shabbos Kula, the Mishnah also pointed out the Shabbos Lisha'ovra, that is the point, that is the revealing point of the Mishnah, that Shabbos is included, and that Shabazu was not a reference to just the weekdays. Chodesh Ze Osir. Bechol HaChodesh. Again, Chodesh Ze Osir Bechol When we learned the Mishnah, we pointed out that this point might seem obvious. A person is in the middle of the month, and he vowed not to drink wine this month. Rosh Chodesh is not part of the vow. It's Lehabo. It is attached to the new month, the next month. Well, Pshita, is that not obvious? Rosh Chodesh means the beginning of the month. It's part of the new month. So the Gemara answers, Ki it's the Richa, the Chodesh Chaser. The Mishnah, in telling us that Rosh Chodesh is uh, part of the next month, is dealing when the next month is a 29-day month, as opposed to a 30-day month. The lunar calendar is such that the months will appear, and here we're saying something in very general terms. I know that those of you who are somewhat scholarly might know that there are different opinions on this matter, but we're going to make a general statement that the uh, the uh, the, the lunar uh, type calendar that we observe has alternating 2930 day months. So that if the next month is a Chodesh Choser, is a 29 day month, that means that there will be two days of Rosh Chodesh that are celebrated or that are observed. And when you have two days of Rosh Chodesh, the first of the two days is actually day 30 of the current month. So the mission is telling us that when you are in the middle of a month, 
and the next month is Choser, that will indicate that the current month, the month in which you vowed, was is a mole, a complete month, a 30-day month. And as we just explained, when you have a 30-day month, you will have inevitably a two-day Rosh Chodesh observance with the onset of the new month. However, the first of those two days is really the 30th day of the current month. Ah, so the Gemara explains, Mahu With that explanation, one might have very easily thought that Rosh Chodesh, certainly the first day of the two-day Rosh Chodesh, is part of the current month. Lishavar means the last month, means the current month. And that that first day of Rosh Chodesh should be prohibited in wine consumption. And as a result, the Litzar, and it should be prohibited. Komash Molon, the Mishnah reveals something that's of great um, uh, uh, great value for us. That is, Korule Inishi, people refer to that as Reshach, they call it Rosh Chodesh. They call the two-day Rosh Chodesh, both days are called Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh means the head of the new month, the head of the month. So that even though technically speaking, the first of those two days is the completion of the current month, but that's not the way people perceive it. They perceive those two days as being attached to the new month. And therefore, when Rosh Chodesh comes, even though the first of the two days is part of the current month, it's not included in the vow. Vows are determined by the way people speak, by the way people uh, perceive things. And in this case... Uh, Rosh Chodesh is just as its name implies the beginning of the new month. Hence it's not included in his vow which was I'm not going to drink wine this month. The Gemara continues Shona Zu if a person vowed not to drink wine Shona Zu so he cannot drink wine for the rest of the year. We have a new marking and on the side under the Nosei Mivne heading the diamond represents Two texts, two versions, two uh, uh, vowel languages that need clarification. We're going to see, number one, Yom. Not Hayom, not Yom Echad, but Kainim Yayin Shanitoyim Yom. Or, number two, which will be the next question, Mir Tzashem, we will not deal with it in today's Shior, but Kainim Yayin Shanitoyim Yoivel. Yovel is a reference to the Jubilee cycle. The triangles that will appear shortly are Nisyonis Lifshot She'ela Rishona. These are attempts to, uh, to answer the first query. The Gemara. Ibailo Omar Kainim Yayin Shanitoyim Yoim. My dine ke hayoim oi ke yoim echad. By saying shani toim yom, does it mean till nightfall, which would be like hayom, or is it like is it twenty four hours, which is like the yom echad example? Toshma mimas nisen. Let us try to answer the question from our Mishnah. Before we go further, uh, let me. Just tell you the the approach the Gemara is going to take. The Gemara will quote from two parts of the Mishnah. It will quote from the first part of the Mishnah and then uh, make an inference. Uh, we call a diuk, which would then the diuk would be the case of yom. Then come to a uh, conclusion with that, and 
the Gemara then will go on and say, okay, if that's your conclusion, continue reading the Mishnah, a second part of the Mishnah, make an inference, and the inference once again will be Yom, but you'll see a different conclusion. So that by drawing an inference from the two different parts of the Mishnah, and both inferences are referring to the very example of Yom, you come out with two contradictory results, the Gemara will then say, listen, this first attempt that we have in the triangle is simply is futile, and namely, the Mishnah is not here for drawing inferences. The Gemara. Toshmami Mastisan. So if you're asking about Kainim Yayin Toyim Yoyim, let's try to answer it from the Mishnah, which said, Kainim Yayin She'eni Toyim Hayoim. If you say Hayom, so the prohibition lasts until darkness, but just until darkness. Now, that's if you use the Hayom example, Ha Yoim. That would leave room to say that if you said Yoim without the He in front of the word, that means that would be, the wine would be prohibited for 24 hours, just like Yom Echad. Well, state the Seifa of our Mishnah. If a person vowed not to drink wine, Yom Echad, so he is prohibited for 24 hours. So how does a person prohibit himself 24 hours? By saying Yom Echad. Inference, ha yom, had he used the expression merely yom, ke ha yom domi, it would be usur only until nightfall. Well, then that, but that contradicts the inference we drew just two lines above. Elo meha leko lamashmamino. From this, meaning from the quotes from our Mishnah, there is nothing to conclude. The Mishnah basically was taught simply, uh, we'll call it face value, to teach me the rules concerning. Hayom, the rule concerning Yom Echad, but not draw any inferences from that. Omar Ravashi, Toshma. So Ravashi suggests, let's try to answer the question concerning Yom from the following. So we're going to give you an example. You're not going to see Yom in the example, but from this example we're going to try to conclude regarding Yom. Koinim Yayin She'ani Toim Hashona. Person vows not to drink wine, Hashana, the year. Nisabra Hashana Asur If the year is extended, and what do we mean by an extension of a year? That is through the addition of a an, uh, an entire month, the month of Ador. And hence, in a Ibor year, in an extended year, we'll have Ador Aleph and Ador Beis. So if a person vowed, let us say, in the uh, beginning of the year and in, in Tishrei and he said uh, that would mean that he's also until until next Tishrei and that will include the extra month that was added to the year in other words Hashana doesn't mean 12 months but it means till the next uh, the next month of the same name one year later now the Gemara asks hey, what are the circumstances in this source even though we gave uh, we gave an example, but that's just to for this translation purposes. But what is what is the case over here? Uh, the Gemara continues at the top of Daf Samach Aleph. If it is as the words read, 
Well, it's obvious. I gave it a very obvious example. If a person made a vow uh, at, at the beginning of a year, the early part of a year, that he's not going to drink wine, Hashanah, so he is going to be prohibited uh, throughout the entire year, including the added month, the leap month or the leap year that involves the addition of a month. Uh, we must make a correction in the uh, explanation we gave. The Gemara understands that the simpler case, more simple than the one I suggested, the simple case of one who said, means if someone was in, let us say, the month of Shvat, and he says, I'm not going to drink wine, Hashanah would be this year. So, of course, he is prohibited until Rosh Hashanah, until Tishrei, uh, ushering in the new year. And to say that he's going to be prohibited during the added month, that's obvious. Hence the Gemara says, if that's the case, if it's as the text reads, that he says, I'm not going to be drinking wine this year, and he's, in the, and he's vowing in the early part of the year, he will be prohibited until Rosh Hashanah. Of course, that will include the added month. So, apparently, that's not what he said. Otherwise, it would be too obvious. Elolav de Omar Shana. He said, And the Rosh explains, Elolav de Omar Shana, V'agav Urche, I'm reading in the Rosh, Komash Molon de Shana Kehashana, Ve'eno Osir Elo Ad Tashlum Hashana. That by saying Shana, it's like saying Hashana, and his prohibition is only until the end of the year. If Shana was like Shana Achas, Kevon Dinesar Ad Toch Shana Acheres Bizman Hazet, my Nafgamina Bibura. By saying Hashana or Shana Achas, that means that you're usher until this date the next year. So then the issue of the added month would be of no consequence. It wouldn't make any difference. All we're interested is is in your reaching the same date next year. So therefore, Shona must be then viewed as like Hashona. And that is the revealing point in the source. So the Gemara continues... We'll read again Elolav on the second line from the top. Omar Shana, Alma Shana Kehashana Domi. Therefore, the use of the term Shana is like Hashana, the Yoim Nami Kehayoim Dine. And by the same token, the term Yom would be like Hayom, meaning he'll be usher only until nightfall. The Gemara says, Lo, this is not conclusive. Li Oilom di Omar Hashana. In fact, the vower said, this year, Umahu de Temo, Halochacha Roiv Hashonim, Velo Is Behu Ibor. You might have thought that you should follow the majority of years, and the majority of years don't have an extended month to them. And my thinking would have been that in uh, most years where you don't have an added month, so the vow, when you say Hashanah, goes till the end of the month of Elul. Following Elul, of course, is Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of Tishrei. And in a case where you have an added month, so you would go, not to the end of Elul, but your vow would go till the end of Av, the month 
preceding Elul. That's what I would have thought without the Tanaic source. The Komash Molon, what the Tanaic source reveals to us is that if you say, you in fact are prohibited till the end of Elul, and you'll have to observe your vow throughout the. Um, your vow will, uh, uh, will therefore include the leap month as well, the entire month that you had vowed, and you'll continue observing the vow till the end of. Elul, just like in a regular year that you would have had to vow, observe your vow until the end of Elul. With that, we conclude our Shior for today.